Section 1 of Gentle Measures in the Management and Training of the Young. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Noto 420. Gentle Measures in the Management and Training of the Young by Jacob Abbott. Section 1. The Three Modes of Management It is not impossible that in the minds of some persons the idea of employing gentle measures in the management and training of children may seem to imply the abandonment of the principle of authority as the basis of parental government and the substitution of some weak and inefficient system of artifice and maneuvering in its place. To suppose that the object of this work is to aid in effecting such a substitution as that is entirely to mistake its nature and design. The only government of the parent over the child that is worthy of the name is one of authority, complete, absolute, unquestioned authority. The object of this work is, accordingly, not to show how the gentle methods which will be brought to view can be employed as a substitute for such authority, but how they can be made to aid in establishing and maintaining it. There are three different modes of management customarily employed by parents as means of inducing their children to comply with their requirements. They are 1. Government by maneuvering and artifice. 2. By reason and affection. 3. By authority. Maneuvering and artifice. Many mothers manage their children by means of tricks and contrivances, more or less adroit, designed to avoid direct issues with them and to beguile them, as it were, into compliance with their wishes, as, for example, where a mother recovering from sickness is going out to take the air with her husband for the first time and, as she is still feeble, wishes for a quiet drive, and so concludes not to take little Mary with her, as she usually does on such occasions, but knowing that if Mary sees the chase at the door and discovers that her father and mother are going in it, she will be very eager to go too. She adopts a system of maneuvers to conceal her design. She brings down her bonnet and shawl by stealth. And before the chase comes to the door, she sends Mary out into the garden with her sister, under pretense of showing her a bird's nest which is not there, trusting to her sister's skill in diverting the child's mind and amusing her with something else in the garden until the chase is gone. And if either from hearing the sound of the wheels or from any other cause mary's suspicions are awakened and children habitually managed on these principles soon learn to be extremely distrustful and suspicious and she insists on going into the house and thus discovers the stratagem then perhaps her mother tells her that they are only going to the doctors and that if mary goes with them the doctor will give her some dreadful medicine and compel her to take it, thinking thus to deter her from insisting on going with them to ride. 
As the chase drives away, Mary stands bewildered and perplexed on the doorstep, her mind in a tumult of excitement in which hatred of the doctor, distrust, and suspicion of her mother, disappointment, vexation, and ill-humor surge and swell among those delicate organizations on which the structure and development of the soul so closely depend, doing perhaps an irreparable injury. The mother, as soon as the chase is so far turned that Mary can no longer watch the expression of her countenance, goes away from the door with a smile of complacency and satisfaction on her face at the ingenuity and success of her little artifice. In respect to her statement that she was going to the doctors, it may or may not have been true, most likely not. For mothers who manage their children on this system find the line of demarcation between deceit and falsehood so vague and ill-defined that they soon fall into the habit of disregarding it altogether, and of saying, without hesitation, anything which will serve the purpose in view. Governing by Reason and Affection The theory of many mothers is that they must govern their children by the influence of reason and affection. Their method may be exemplified by supposing that, under circumstances similar to those described under the preceding head, the mother calls Mary to her side, and, smoothing her hair caressingly with her hand while she speaks, saying to her, Mary, your father and I are going out to ride this afternoon, and I am going to explain it all to you why you cannot go too. You see, I have been sick, and I am getting well, and I am going out to ride, so that I may get well faster. You love Mama, I am sure, and wish to have her get well soon, so you will be a good girl, I know, and not make any trouble, but will stay at home contentedly won't you? Then I shall love you, and your papa will love you, and after I get well, we will take you to ride with us some day. The mother, in managing the case in this way, relies partly on convincing the reason of the child, and partly on an appeal to her affection. Governing by Authority By the third method, the mother secures the compliance of the child by a direct exercise of authority. She says to her, the circumstances of the case still being supposed to be the same, Mary, your father and I are going out to ride this afternoon, and I am sorry, for your sake, that we cannot take you with us. Why can't you take me? asks Mary. I cannot tell you why now, replies the mother, but perhaps I will explain it to you after I come home. I think there is a good reason, and at any rate I have decided that you are not to go. If you are a good girl and do not make any difficulty, you can have your little chair out upon the front doorstep, and can see the chase come to the door, and see your father and me get in and drive away, and you can wave your handkerchief to us for a good-bye. Then if she observes any expression of discontent or insubmission, in Mary's countenance, the mother would add, If you should not be a good girl, 
but should show signs of making us any trouble, I shall have to send you out somewhere to the back part of the house until we are gone. But this last supposition is almost always unnecessary, for if Mary has been habitually managed on this principle, she will not make any trouble. She will perceive at once that the question is settled, settled irrevocably, and especially that it is entirely beyond the power of any demonstration of insubmission or rebellion that she can make to change it. She will acquiesce at once. She may be sorry that she cannot go, but she will make no resistance. Those children only attempt to carry their points by noisy and violent demonstrations, who find, by experience, that such measures are usually successful. A child, even who has become once accustomed to them, will soon drop them if she finds, owing to a change in the system of management, that they now never succeed. And a child who never, from the beginning, finds any efficiency in them, never learns to employ them at all. Of the three methods of managing children exemplified in this chapter, the last is the only one which can be followed either with comfort to the parent or safety to the child, and to show how this method can be brought effectually into operation by gentle measures is the object of this book. It is, indeed, true that the importance of tact and skill in the training of the young and of cultivating their reason and securing their affection cannot be overrated, but the influences secured by these means form, at the best, but a sandy foundation for filial obedience to rest upon. The child is not made to comply with the requirements of his parents by being artfully inveiled into compliance, nor is his obedience to rest on his love for father and mother and his unwillingness to displease them, nor on his conviction of the rightfulness and reasonableness of their commands but on simple submission to authority, that absolute and almost unlimited authority which all parents are commissioned by God and nature to exercise over offspring during the period while the offspring remain dependent upon their care. End of section 1. Recording by Noto 420.